This afternoon, we're going to consider Baptist Catechisms number 62, 63, and 64. I'll read them now, the questions and then the answers. What is the fourth commandment? The fourth commandment is, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day, and hallowed it. Question 63. What is required in the fourth commandment? Answer. The fourth commandment requireth the keeping holy to God one whole day in seven to be a Sabbath to Himself. Question 64. Which day of the seven hath God appointed to be the weekly Sabbath? Answer. Before the resurrection of Christ, God appointed the seventh day of the week to be the weekly Sabbath, and the first day of the week ever since to continue to the end of the world, which is the Christian Sabbath. I'll read now from Genesis 2, verses 1 through 3. Hear now the word of God. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. We will be considering the fourth commandment this Sunday and for the next two Sundays, I believe. Uh, Please remember that the first four commandments have to do with the proper worship of God. The first tells us who should be worshipped, God alone. The second tells us how He should be worshipped, not with images, but in the way that He has prescribed. The third teaches us about the attitude of worship. We must not take the the Lord's name in vain. And the fourth addresses the time of worship. Here in this commandment, we learn that one day out of every seven is to be set aside and treated as holy unto the Lord as a Sabbath day, a day for rest, a day for worship. On this day, we are to rest from our worldly employments and recreations. Worldly here does not mean sinful. It means common. Worldly employments and recreations, these are references to common things that are appropriate for the other days of the week. We're to rest from them, we're to set them to the side for the whole day, and we are to give ourselves over to rest, to the public and private worship of God, and to acts of necessity and mercy. If I were to guess, I would say that the fourth commandment is the most misunderstood and greatly neglected of all of the Ten Commandments today. The predominant view seems to be this. The Christian Sabbath, or excuse me, the Sabbath command is no longer applicable to the people of God living now under the New Covenant. That seems to be the predominant view. Uh, many will say, well, Christ is our rest. He has fulfilled the law and there is therefore no longer an obligation upon us to honor 
the Sabbath day. There's a little bit of truth in this. Uh, Indeed, Christ is our rest. He has earned rest, and we rest in Him. But it is a great error to say that we no longer are obligated to honor the Sabbath day. We agree with the writer of Hebrews, who wrote to the New Covenant people of God, saying, So then, there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. It is clearly stated here that the practice of Sabbath-keeping remains under the New Covenant. I just quoted Hebrews 4.9. Hebrews is a letter or a sermon written to the New Covenant people of God, And if you follow the argumentation of uh, the book of Hebrews, you will see that the practice of Sabbath keeping remains. But here in Hebrews 4.9, it is directly stated that for the new covenant people of God, there remains a Sabbath rest. The Greek word translated as Sabbath rest means the practice of Sabbath keeping. The pattern of resting and worshiping one day in seven remains under the new covenant era. Why? Why does it remain? The answer is this, because we have not yet entered into the full and final rest of which the weekly Sabbath is a sign. The weekly Sabbath was given to Adam in the Garden of Eden as a sign. It signified or symbolized that through his faithful work, he would enter into Rest, that is to say, consummate rest, eternal rest, or glory. It signified, the Sabbath day signified that through the faithful work of Adam, he would enter into rest. And this Sabbath command was reiterated in the Ten Commandments and given to Israel as a sign also. Here it is at the very heart of the Ten Commandments, which is a summary of God's moral law. It signified for Old Covenant Israel that through the faithful work of the promised Messiah, we would enter into rest as we rest in Him. And indeed, we know that Christ has entered into His rest. We rest in Him now in an inaugurated sense, but we have not yet experienced the fullness of the rest that Christ has earned, have we? Please tell me you know that we have not entered into the fullness of the rest that Christ has earned. We are sojourners. We are resting in Him spiritually speaking. Our hope is in Him. We are at peace because of the work that He was done, has done. But we look forward to the new heavens and new earth where all will be peace. All will be rest. That is the state of glory that all who are in Christ look forward to. The seventh day Sabbath that was given to Old Covenant Israel communicated that rest was still in their future and that it would be brought into existence through the faithful work of the promised Messiah. We rest in Him in an inaugurated sense, that's difficult to say, but we have not yet experienced the fullness of the rest that Christ has earned. That will be ours in the new heavens and earth. Therefore, the practice of Sabbath keeping, that is to say, The practice of honoring one day out of seven as holy unto the Lord, as a rest day, remains for the people of God. That is what the writer to the Hebrews says in Hebrews 4.9. It's the clear teaching of Holy Scripture from Genesis through Revelation. 
And this is the argumentation the author of the Hebrews presents to us in his epistle. A Sabbath keeping remains for the people of God because we have not yet entered into the rest of which it is a sign. Let us learn, brothers and sisters, to think carefully about the Sabbath command, lest we find ourselves living in perpetual sin as we fail to worship God according to His Word. And here we need to take into special consideration what God has said to us regarding the time of worship. One day out of every seven is to be devoted to God and approached as holy, as a day for rest and a day for worship. As you know, the fourth commandment is, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. This is the fourth of the Ten Commandments written by the finger of God on stone and delivered to the people of Israel by the hand of Moses. But please do not miss this very significant point. This was not the first time that Sabbath keeping was commanded. Adam was to keep the Sabbath Sabbath day holy in imitation of his maker even in the Garden of Eden. God created the heavens and the earth in six days and rested on the seventh. It should be obvious to all that it did not take God six days to create, as if you were struggling to finish His work. Instead, God took six days to create so that we might imitate Him in our work. And God did not need rest. He does not grow tired or weary as we do. But God rested on the seventh day so that we might imitate Him in our rest and in our contemplation of His work. Two very important observations must be drawn from this as we begin to consider the fourth commandment. One, Sabbath keeping was not for Old Covenant Israel only, but for all mankind. The Sabbath, like marriage, was instituted not in the days of Abraham, nor in the days of Moses or David, but at creation. And for this reason, we as Christians like to say, Marriage is for all people, and it's God who defines what marriage is. It's not up to us to define what it is. It's it's something for everyone. It's a one flesh union between one man and one woman. Don't you like to make that argument, Christian? Well, the very same argument must be made concerning the Sabbath day, for it was not given or instituted for the first time in the days of Moses. It was reiterated then, but it was given or instituted for the first time in the days of Adam In the garden. It's a very significant thing to notice. Those who believe that Sabbath observance passed away with the Old Covenant failed to recognize that the Sabbath was not instituted with the Old Covenant, the Old Mosaic Covenant, but at the time of creation, the pattern of one and seven will remain until we enter into the new heavens and earth of which it is a sign. Two, the seventh day Sabbath, the seventh day Sabbath corresponded to the covenant of works which was made with Adam in the garden and the covenant of works which was made with Israel in the days of Moses. The seventh day Sabbath communicated this, work and thus enter into rest. Can you see it? Which day did the people of God rest on prior to the resurrection of Christ from the dead? The seventh day. In other words, the last day of the week So then they were to work and thus enter into rest. And we know that Israel can never keep God's law, not even to secure and maintain blessed life in the promised land. Nevertheless, the observation stands. The seventh day Sabbath signified the covenant of works. 
work to enter God's rest is what the seventh day Sabbath said. It's what it communicated in a symbolic way. Work will lead to rest. Obey God and thus enter into life. A covenant of works was made with Adam in the garden. Life, eternal life, glory was offered to him should he obey God. But he failed to obey. That covenant of works was in some ways uh, reinstated and re restated for Old Covenant Israel in some ways, and therefore the seventh day Sabbath remained. Work and enter into rest. There was still work to be done if rest was to be enjoyed. That was what was communicated by the seventh day Sabbath. Now setting those preliminary observations aside for just a moment, let us look a little closer at Baptist Catechism 63, which asks, what is required in the fourth commandment? Answer, The fourth commandment requireth the keeping holy to God one whole day in seven to be a Sabbath to Himself. As I have said, God established this pattern at the time of creation. And what is the pattern? One day out of every seven is to be set apart as holy. This means that one day out of every seven is to be treated as different from the rest of the days. The other days are good God is indeed to be worshipped in a way on the other days of the week, but they are days also for common things, common work, common recreations. But one of seven is to be regarded as special. It's to be kept holy. It's to be approached as holy unto the Lord. The word keeping is significant, I think. As you know, common things, common work and recreations, do always threaten to overrun the Sabbath day, don't they? You feel the pressure of it. I know that you do. You're tempted, as sometimes sometimes I am, to run off to common things on the Lord's Day Sabbath. Sabbath observance is not something that we just fall into. The Sabbath must be kept. It must be kept intentionally. We are to order our common affairs, we're to prepare for it, and we are to be diligent in the keeping of the Sabbath day when it comes. We are to honor the Lord in it. The Sabbath day must be kept. Let us now briefly return to the question of the day. Question 44 of the Baptist Catechism helps us by asking, which day of the seven has God appointed to be the weekly Sabbath? And the answer that is given is right and true. Before the resurrection of Christ, God appointed the seventh day of the week to be the weekly Sabbath, And the first day of the week ever since to continue to the end of the world, which is the Christian Sabbath. I want you to notice three things about this answer. One, the pattern of one day of rest out of every seven remains. That pattern remains. And it will remain to the end of the world, our catechism says. In other words, Sabbath keeping has existed and will exist as long as life in this present age remains. So, I think this is, this is so, um, as I've already said, because of what the Sabbath signified, namely, signifies, namely eternal rest. It signifies eternal rest for us just as it did for Adam. It was an invitation for him to work and thus enter into God's rest. And the Sabbath functioned in the same way for Christ. Christ was to work and thus enter into rest. Christ kept the Sabbath day, did He not? He kept it truly. In fact, he devoted a lot of time, and there's much ink spilt about this, um, how Christ stripped away all of the gunk from the Sabbath day that the religious leaders of that day had heaped up upon it. It's amazing how much the Gospels have to say about proper Sabbath observance. Christ 
honored the Sabbath day. So too did His disciples. What day did they rest and worship on? The seventh day. Because the seventh day Sabbath was still for Christ, for He lived under the Old Covenant. There was work for Christ to do, in other words, so that He might enter into rest. He had to keep the covenant of redemption that was made with Him in eternity. He had to live in obedience to God's moral law. He even had to keep the laws that were given to Old Covenant Israel in the days of Moses, the civil and the ceremonial laws, for He was born into this world a Jew, a Hebrew, according to the flesh. There was work for Christ to do, one, two, three, four, five, six, and having accomplished His work, having obeyed the law of God perfectly, and having suffered even to the point of death in obedience to the covenant of redemption made with Him in eternity, He was raised from the dead and He ascended to where? To heaven, that is to say to glory, to the, to the thing that Adam was offered in the garden but failed to obtain. And what did He do when He sent, ascended into heaven or ascended to glory to the Father's right hand? He sat down. He entered into rest, you see. So Christ kept the seventh day Sabbath, for He lived under the old covenant, and He did keep a covenant of works. He kept a covenant of works, the covenant of redemption, and uh, the stipulations of the old covenant on, on our behalf. And so we must see that this is what the Sabbath pictured in times past. Um, brothers and sisters, what day... Are we to rest on it is the first day of the week because rest has been earned by Christ. A new creation has been inaugurated. It's been brought in. Um, we have entered into Christ's rest even now, but we have not entered into eternal life. We have tasted it. It is ours for sure if we are in Christ. We have been sealed by the Spirit. He is our guarantee. But we have not laid hold of the fullness of this rest, that is eternal life, life in glory. It still is in the future for us. And this is why a Sabbath keeping remains for the people of God. Two, notice that though the pattern of one and seven remains, the day has changed. The day has most certainly changed. And it is very important that it changed. There was a time when the Sabbath was to be observed on the seventh day, that is on Saturday, but now it is to be observed on the first day, that is on Sunday, which, is, which the New Testament calls the Lord's Day, and which we may call the Christian Sabbath. It is still the Sabbath. It is still obedience to the fourth commandment, but it is different from the Jewish Sabbath. It is the Christian Sabbath that we observe, not the seventh day Sabbath, but the first day Sabbath. So what prompted the change? Who changed the day? Our catechism tells us, thirdly, that the change occurred at the resurrection of Christ from the dead. Let's think about this theologically. Why would the resurrection of Christ prompt a change in the Sabbath day? Why? Why, after the resurrection of Christ from the dead, did Christ meet with His disciples consistently on Sunday? Why did the early church have this practice to assemble on Sundays? Why did they assemble together for worship on the first and not the seventh day, as was the custom for the people of God from generations before them? Why the change? Did someone in the early church just say, you know, I had an idea. Um, you know, this whole Saturday worship thing, it, it's getting kind of old. Uh, we, need, we need to spice it up a little bit. Why don't we 
meet on, on Sundays, the first day of the week instead? Was it just somebody's idea? No, there's a theological reason for the advancement of the day. This day is a day on which we remember and com- commemorate the resurrection of Christ from the dead. That is true enough. I think there's so much more to be said, though. And I want you to consider these things. One, consider that Jesus, consider that Jesus Christ rose from the dead and entered into glory because He obeyed God, which is the very thing that Adam failed to do. And so at the time of Christ's resurrection, there was an advancement in God's program of redemption. When Christ rose from the dead, He accomplished something. That fits nicely with today's sermon in the morning, doesn't it? He earned something. He moved things forward as He kept the terms of the covenant that God made with Him in eternity. Having accomplished His work as the Messiah, Christ entered into rest. Perhaps this is why the early church referred to the Christian Sabbath as the eighth day sometimes. Um, In six days God finished the first creation and He rested on the seventh. But Christ, by being obedient to the Father even unto death and rising from the dead on, on the eighth day, secured the new creation for Himself and all who are united to Him by faith. The first day, or the eighth day Sabbath, signifies this advancement. On it we do not only remember God's first creation, we remember the new creation that Christ has brought into existence. Two, consider that when Christ died and rose again, He did at that time inaugurate the new covenant, which is not the covenant of works, it is the covenant of grace. So, with a new covenant, there is a new day for Sabbath keeping. A Sabbath keeping does indeed remain for the people of God under the new covenant, but a seventh day Sabbath does not fit the covenant of grace. The seventh day Sabbath signified that work would lead to rest, and that indeed was true for Adam, Israel, and Christ. But for those who are under the covenant of grace, that is to say for those who have faith in the risen and ascended Christ, work does not lead to rest. Instead, rest in Christ leads to work. First, we trust in Christ, and then we serve Him. First, we rest in Him, and then we obey Him out of gratitude for all He has accomplished for us. The first day Sabbath fits the pattern and the substance of the covenant of grace, doesn't it? As you can see, the fourth commandment is a combination of moral law and what we call positive or ceremonial law. The unchanging moral principle is this. Hear me now. The unchanging moral principle that is at the core of the fourth commandment is this. God is to be worshipped. A period of time is to be devoted to the worship of God. And when God created this world, He established that pattern that the pattern would be one day in seven. But the day itself is ceremonial and symbolic. The seventh day Sabbath signified that the rest still had to be earned by faithful work, whereas the first day Sabbath signifies that rest has been earned. Christ earned it. He has earned it. He he has entered into the rest. He ascended and sat down. We rest in Him now, but we await the enjoyment of the fullness of this rest in the new heavens and earth. Therefore, the practice of Sabbath keeping remains, Hebrews 4.9 says. But the day has changed as a reminder of the new creation and the new covenant that Christ has earned 
of which we are partakers. Will we keep the weekly Sabbath in the new heavens and new earth, brothers and sisters? We will not. Why? All will be Sabbath rest. You understand? We will keep this first day Sabbath until the end of the world. That is to say, until Christ returns to make all things new. In fact, Sabbath observance is one of the things that marks God's people in this world. It marks them off as the people of God. We have a real problem in our day, don't we? Where the Sabbath day, the fourth commandment of the summary of God's moral law, is disregarded by the majority of God's people in this world. It's a problem. We keep it not to earn God's favor. We are not legalists. No, but we keep it because of what God has done for us and out of gratitude for what God has done. And so we need to understand, appreciate, and obey this law from the heart. More could certainly be said, but for now I will say to you, do not neglect the Christian Sabbath. Delight in it, brothers and sisters. Long for it. See that on this day we are blessed with a small taste of the rest that will be ours for all eternity through faith in Jesus Christ, who is the second and better Adam. And prepare for it so that the Sabbath may be kept. Let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. What is required in the fourth commandment? Again, Baptist Catechism 63 says, The fourth commandment requireth the keeping holy to God one whole day in seven to be a Sabbath to Himself. Let us not neglect the Sabbath day. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, I ask that you would help us to keep your law. Help us to understand what it requires and forbids. Help us to use it properly, not as a way to salvation, uh, but as a way for us to draw near to Christ, our Savior, who has kept the law perfectly on our behalf. God, I pray that you would move us to live in obedience to you. Guard us from legalism. Also, do not allow us to be antinomians as if there is no law for us as the people of God today. We know that there is. I pray that you would move us to keep the law that you have written on our hearts through regeneration. Uh, Father, help us to keep the Sabbath day holy. And as we do, I pray that you would nourish our souls. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.